Good evening, fellow listeners. Welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations. The place to go for things you don't know, but maybe you should. Our discussions are real. The laughter is for healing. Join us on a life's journey. Complete with thrills and chills and occasionally spills. Now let's get ready for the show. The soda is cold. The popcorn is hot. Relax and learn from a podcast host. He is the Mr. Who's a sister. The bearded charmer himself. The one and the only Guru Brando. And his co-host. He is a brother from another mother. He is the crafteer. But you can call me Regular Joe. Welcome to the show. Hello, welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations with me, your host, Guru Brando, and sometimes curious guest, Elizabeth. Elizabeth, just Elizabeth. No long title today, right? No. How about wonderful, fantastic, magical Beth? I'll take that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. And some of our people call you Liz. Yeah. So you could be Liz, you could be Beth, or you could be Elizabeth. Yes. <laughs> Imagine that, right? Okay, today I want to talk about something that I talked about with Joe uh, last podcast. Um, and that was his idea of go big or go home. And he really believes that that's kind of a, a good thing to, to live by. Um, do you agree? Um, to a degree, not okay. not like full on. You should do you live your life that way. But I think sometimes, you, if you want, you know, to make a serious gain, you need to make a serious risk. I like how you put that. So what we're dealing with is what we call black or white thinking, unhelpful thinking style. It's on my list of unhelpful thinking styles. Black and white thinking is basically binary thought. It's where you have two options, that's it. But what's in the middle of two options is this fantastic spectrum that's called options, right? So some people aren't at the same level as you. Some people can't go big, right? They might have a fear or resistance or, or any number of things. They may not have the financial means that you have, right? Yes. So they may lack a little bit, but does it mean that they're not worthy of that spectrum? No. So they deserve what they put in, right? So if you're always putting in big or putting in nothing, that leaves no competition. It leaves you only one or the other. If you you put in big all the time, it's nothing but a life of extremes. Right. And so a lot of the time, whenever you can identify um, that you're being extreme, what can you say is that thought that's going on in your head when you're being extreme too extreme for you um, because there are those times you'll be too extreme in the kitchen and you'll have to dial it down yeah those those are times that I'll do that because I'll get really wound up on what I'm trying to do and I'll I'll kind of just forget what I'm actually looking at well um, to me binary thinking binary really looks like depression and anxiety that's what it looks like to me because 
you have depression, the past, those negative thinking habits, you have those that are all down here at the no. You know, if you say right or wrong, no or yes, you have no for wrong, right? Yes. If you say don't do that, that means no. So to me, that's what depression is. And whenever you're traveling through depression, you understand that no is the operative word, right? Because somebody will say, do you want to go have dinner? No. Do you want to, you know, go out to the movies? No. Do you, you know, want to do insert whatever here? And it's, the answer is always no, right? Because you just don't feel like doing it. Yeah. It's a real low feeling. So imagine if you're always saying no to yourself. You're always thinking in that context that if you don't do it 100%, if you're not great at it, don't bother. If you did that your whole life, don't you feel like you would be really limiting your options? Yeah. It's like, you know, the whole, if you're first, you're, if you're not first, you're last. Right? <laughs> And, no, there can be second place and third place and fourth place. <laughs> and there can also be a participant, right? Just a participant. And there can be a spectator too. So in the grand scheme of things, you can play a magical part. Give yourself that long magical title in life because you're worthy of it, because you deserve it, because those options, that big variety of options, that diversity is what makes life worth traveling, doesn't it? Yes. Because how did you feel when you were so extremely binary? Because let's get this clear. You are still binary. To a degree, I am. And and to me, it's difficult to understand. I can acknowledge it, absolutely. I acknowledge that you still very much think um, in binary terms. That means only giving yourself two options. Right. And that's in a lot of things. So while you're doing that and processing through that, you've got me over here adding chaos. <laughs> right? Yeah, I'm working. I sprinkle in the chaos. I'm working to, to unlearn some of that. How do you unlearn that? How do you unlearn that one extreme and the other extreme aren't the only ones that exist? Because you have anxiety. I was talking about depression, right? I, and you have high anxiety. And when you're forgetting yourself. I think it's really in the, the language that's where it helps um, where it starts to help me at least because once you know I adjust to a different language you know type that I use all the time then you know the way I feel don't changes also okay so give me an example of okay here's one so one thing that I tell you is do not put a negative first right, right. so if you're saying I do not want to be um, emotional anymore, so I'm going to change. You should say, you know, I'm going to change. I will not be emotional anymore, right? I am going to change. I will not be emotional anymore. And that can be for anything, and that's just, you know, one little statement that deserves a lot more to it. Just a, just a raw example. But that do not, I tell everyone to say, instead of do not, you say must, right? So if you do not want to think about that person, you must be thinking about that person. 
Right. So have you changed that? I've started um, sort of baby steps in that direction. Um, it's, it's a lot more difficult changing the way you speak, you know, than I thought it would be. Yeah. There's some things that have, you know, gotten easier, of course, over time, but some things, you know, still kind of linger. And, you know, a lot of ne um, negative speak is, is one of them. And it just, you know, takes, I just have to be aware of what I'm saying in the moment. And then I'll be able to, you know, choose my words correctly. Okay, your words like what? Um, like trying. Oh, okay. Trying's the big one. Don't say trying. You're not trying to do anything. You're doing, right? If you stop using trying, I'm trying to get this done, you'll actually stop trying. <laughs> because if you tell yourself every single day that you're trying, you give your ne yourself an excuse not to do, right? Yeah. Is that what you were doing? I think a lot of it is, is like, if I use the word try, then I don't put in as much effort than if I use the word I'm doing this. Yeah, because that's accountability. You know, if you say try or I like to believe or I like to think, that means try. Yeah. You like know. Gives me a chance to add in that variable of failure or or um, not or procrastination. Yeah. And also the word hope versus faith. So the difference between hope and faith is trying and doing. Right. Right. It's it's the black or white thinking. It's the right or wrong. The yes or no. It's the same sort of thing. Um, so when you say hope and faith, you can have hope, absolutely, if that's what gets you through. But understand, that's a survival. Try, need, that's all survival. So if you're surviving, there's nothing wrong with that. It's great that you're surviving. But what we're talking about is having a thrive mindset, right? A growth mindset. So what you have to do in order to do that is bump up your language get some emotional intelligence through language and say, you know what, if I want to be better than the day I was before, I have to have faith in myself to do it, right? You have to have faith in yourself to do it, to make the difference. Yes. To be the difference. And sometimes it's as simple that faith builds with just a, one step. One single step forward is all it takes. How was your faith built that you were actually changing your cycle of behavior? Um, I think, you know, over the, over the course of, of identifying, you know, that I, how, like when you kind of look back on yourself and you, you're like, Oh, you cringe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I find that, you know, I'm doing that with times that are even more recent, like maybe as far back as maybe a year ago, I'm going, Ooh, so I can see how much I've changed since from that Good. point. Because that's the one thing the key to acknowledging um, success in life in general is to actually feel like you're making progress. Yeah. And um, can you now look around? The one statement you said all the time was, I can't be around people. <laughs> yeah. I can't be around people. You would go out of your way to avoid people. And it is so much easier to make a goal than an excuse and you made an excuse for so long that it just zapped your energy all the time. At the end of the day, you had made so many excuses to not to not be doing something that you were exhausted from making excuses. 
I mean, within yourself, do you remember those days? Like yeah. choosing to just entertain yourself? Yeah, yeah. I surely do. And and you, I know that that's one you look back on now and cringe, mm-hmm. is how much you used to just check out and play video games. Oh, yeah. So at your worst, how how long were you playing? And I'm talking about in adulthood, in recent. I think that it was like um, here it was like I could I had difficulty like more than three hours at a time and then I might have to get up and do something and then I'd go back to it and so it was you know if I didn't have anything pressing at the moment oh, I'd play a game and so you know spent most of the day doing it my perspective is whenever y'all first got here I do know that there were three days in a row where you were on the game for six hours straight. Yeah, I don't remember very yeah. much of that. Six. And I'm sure that that's, that's probably not an exaggeration. And and of all times, it was on the weekend because that's when you could earn those. So instead of spending the weekend with us, you know, you were checked out playing the game and we were off doing whatever. And it really sucked for a while, you know, because I would take him to the pool and stuff you know without you and you weren't feeling very good either you know because you were in that binary mindset and it wasn't until you shed the first binary that you were able to see so the first binary that you shed was actually that notion that you were wrong for feeling the way that you felt and you knew you weren't wrong because I felt it too and so you had an example of someone who was on that spectrum that I was talking about. There was diverse options for me. I wasn't just male or female. I was this wonderful thing in between, which said that I was trans. So transitioned from female to male. You know, I chose to transition. I didn't have to. I mean, I wasn't going to die unless, you know, it was by my own hand which I can't say that I would have or wouldn't have because I just didn't entertain that until I did entertain that. And that was that binary again. You know, I either wanted to kill myself or I absolutely didn't want to kill myself. Right? And you Right. It's like either we could fully accept our gender or we couldn't. But there was no gauge in between until I found that gauge in between. And then I was like, oh, wait, the only reason why I'm upset is because people won't treat me like a man. People won't talk to me like a man. That's why I'm upset, you know, because this is who I am. And it pisses me off every single time some guy wants to hook up with me because they're not seeing the buddy that I am. They're seeing the chick that I am. And that alignment came for you also where you were like, oh, I get it. I have to do this. When you changed that first part and you decided that you weren't wrong for feeling that way and we weren't wrong, then you were able to actually claim trans woman. Right. Up until that point, you just said, I'm a woman, I'm a woman, I'm the same as a woman, this is it. Because in your mind, it was still very binary. It was either you were a woman or you were a man. And you didn't want to be a man, so that means that you're a woman. I had a difficult time, um, I guess, 
sorting out like knowing my body and then but knowing how I felt you know and it always it always being in the same being and it's like never mixing it's it was just you know constant chaos yeah it's like you would hang out you know with the guys and totally distract and entertain with a video game or with a movie or whatever you could do to to distract yourself from hanging out with the guys you would do that so much to the point where you weren't even existing in life you were just always entertaining yourself yeah and the moment you were able to shift focus and say it's okay if i hang out with the girls it's okay if i'm if i'm dainty it's okay if i'm graceful it's okay if if i let loose a little bit the moment you did that you started to align because you realized everybody that was treating you a certain way was treating you that way because you looked that way because that's how we identify people so if you see someone that looks like a man you're going to treat him like you would any other man yeah if you see someone who looks like a woman you would treat them like any other woman because that's how we live in the binary. I've gotten more free stuff since I've been a woman. <laughs> right? Boobies like... get everything. And all the help you need. You never have to do anything again for yourself. All you have to do is make a pouty face. And someone like me is going to go, oh, they need help. No, yeah, it's, it's ridiculous. I, I don't put anything on for anybody. I know. It you don't just, have to. You know, the, I think the thing was... It's just recently with the whole um, people really like in public, you know, moving for me, opening, you know, you know, this way, you know, and stuff like that. And Treating you like a lady, like you deserve. But that's the whole point. If you deserve something, it's given to you. The universe gives it to you if you make the effort, right? You have recently started doing your makeup, being very aware of your hairstyles, all of these things that women some women, I shouldn't say all women, but that natural women typically want to go towards because it helps build their confidence. It's the societal rules is what I'm talking about. So society dictates how we live our lives. Yeah. And if we want <laughs> to be... Well, it is. We choose it, yeah, though. There's until, nothing wrong with it. A lot of the times it's, it's until we figure out that, you know, we as individuals have a choice in the matter. Yeah, that's the thing. People complain all the time about their communities. If if you want your community to change, then you have to elicit the change. If you don't want the community to change, then you need to change your community. You need to actually go and find a different one, one that fits you, right? So we get to choose how we express ourselves within our community. So we are more conservative trans people, I think. Yeah. And you're more binary than I am. I'm queer as hell. I'm all over the board. You know, and, and that's just who I am. And one day you might be talking to me and totally recognize me as, you know, uh, a gay boy. Whereas, you know, some days you may be talking to me and have no thoughts on the matter. Simply just see a man before you. And what determines that is your own judgment of yourself, right? So no one's even going to be thinking anything about my gender or about who I am unless they're judging themselves against yeah. me. 
So I simply just go through life believing that no one's judging me because I don't judge me. Make sense? Well, that's a good mantra. Well, no I one's truly, judging me. <laughs> I well, no. I always say I'm not judging myself. That's all I have to do every single morning whenever I wake up, no matter how I look, no matter how I sound, no matter how I feel, I will accept that that's how I feel, think, or am in the moment. So like when I get up in the morning and my body is achy because I don't take good care of myself, I deserve this. That's what I say. I deserve this. That is non-judgment right yeah. that's just stating the fact if i put in more effort in my health right now i would not wake up in the morning and hurt and that's a fact right if i lost 30 pounds i wouldn't hurt as bad in order to lose 30 pounds i know what i need to do so why avoid it why would i be living that yes no that binary um, because that's really what it is. It's me saying either I'm going to do it or I'm not going to do it. There's no middle ground. Yeah, well, I, I agree there because when it comes to like um, weight loss or something like that, you, you know, you're either gaining or you're losing. So I mean, it's okay so to you, have you binary really, thinking. You really got to control your diet, you know, down to the most minute thing in order to, to maintain, you know, within a pound. So I guess what I'm getting at is when is the binary okay? When are those extremes okay for you to believe? The go big or go home. When is that something that's helpful for us instead of unhelpful? Mm -hmm. Just say, for instance, the weight loss thing. I know in order to stop the aches and pains in the morning that I need to lose weight. For overall health, I need to lose weight. At least 30 pounds. Okay, so if I say I need to lose at least 30 pounds, is that binary thinking that I have to where I don't have to? Not necessarily, because okay. it just means that you have to, if you lose at least 30 pounds, it starts at 30. You could lose 40, 50, 60, 70. Right, so I'm just setting a goal. Yeah. Okay, so the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to acknowledge what my goal is. So what do I deserve? Weight that's loss. what you have to ask. Right, I deserve weight loss. So that's at any range. Right? That's immediate. If you ask yourself what you deserve, you get an immediate answer, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so that's how you stop thinking in the binary. You ask yourself what you deserve. And then your options, the universe is going to give you that spectrum. The, the universe will give you diversity. Now, you have to be careful, right? Be careful what you ask for. Because I, oh, geez, that was my cell phone. Um, because sometimes you ask for something like temperance. <laughs> you know, I don't you ask say, for patience anymore. I've got patience. Oh, yeah. I don't want any more and, patience. I know, me too. <laughs> and you know what? I used to really, really manifest that thought. I, oh, Lord help me. I need patience. Lord help me. I need patience getting, all the time. You're getting it right there. And you know what's funny? <laughs> Is, you know, because I'm a spiritualist, I'm not a Christian. And to me, um, when I'm speaking to the universe, I might be speaking to God. I might be speaking to, um, you know, an ancestor. It doesn't matter. It all means the same. 
And whenever I'm like, I need some patience, guess what? The opportunity just keeps being presented to me to, to, to learn. And I think my patience is finally um, good with you, Beth. Like, I'm glad. I <laughs> think that you were my... Learning patience is difficult. You were my lesson. You and Mandy. Oh, Lord. Mandy. I love her so much. But she really has helped me get over my shit. I mean, true story. Just because I could see so much of my own behaviors manifesting in her. You know? And so I was like, I can't make... Um, these sacrifices anymore because I see what they what is that what is that huh my old cell phone that's where it was ah. okay so I was like I can't manifest this type energy anymore because it's so destructive because I was watching um, Mandy be stressed right and so I knew that I was doing the same and feeling the same. What patterns did you recognize why you were like, ooh, this binary thinking of right and wrong kind of needs to change for me? Um, I think whenever I, I really accepted accepted myself, then I had to really start to acknowledge that, you know, this binary is probably bullshit. And are you talking about accepting your gender or accepting the fact that you had depression and anxiety? Not just my gender, but, you know, my whole self. Okay. So, yeah. So when you started to look at all your holistic aspects, your health, what else? Your relationships. Yeah. Your personal growth in general. So your character development, right? Financial situation. Your purpose in life right so all of these aspects and we've talked about this before once you initiate movement in one and growth in one they all have to ignite because if they don't you don't get that thrive mentality that gives you that 10% extra potential right because that 10% extra potential is you activating all of them and moving that circle forward you know, you fling a little bit out into the universe, a little bit extra, because somebody gave you a little bit extra. I remember when I was younger, you know, thinking how, you know, I guess how I guess how I thought back then was the whole idea of if you put something good out, you know, something good will come back, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, my initial idea, you know, some years ago, was like maybe in my late 20s early 30s was it was about um the display of what you were doing and not the intention yeah because if you go the hardest route and people recognize how hard you've had it then that makes you more special than everyone else and if you just but you realize it does make you more special than everyone else it makes you a victim if you if you continue to choose that mentality of separation, you know, right. the of right or wrong of that binary, you are choosing um, to either put yourself on a pedestal or put yourself below. It's it's always one or the other. So yeah. if you're always down here, you're always putting people above you. Yeah, and um, there was uh, what was I saying? I don't know, but you need to speak <laughs> up. 
we were talking about your holistic change. Right. And throwing. Oh, right, 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 right. Um, and now that I got to the point of whenever I do something, you know, it, in any positive way, it's there's no there's no display feeling attached to it. I don't care if anybody sees it because it's just for my intention. And that's when I learned that that's the only time that that works. Yeah, is whenever you actually set your intention, you initiate change in someone else. And that's what giving back is, is if you live your genuine self, you initiate change within others. It's, it's what my whole basis of my business is. You know, if I help someone, they're going to help someone else. It's impossible to learn something and not share it. In one way or another, you're going to manifest it. Either you're going to express it verbally, you know, you're going to communicate it, or you're going to just behave in the way that you believe. And the only way, the only major thing that you can do to really wrong yourself, to fail yourself, is to hide yourself from other people. And do you understand why? Well, yeah, because you give a false image of who you are, and at the same time you feel resentment because you're boxing yourself in. Yeah, and whenever you hide yourself and that resentment builds, you blame everyone else because that's what resentment is, is it's you blaming everyone and not holding yourself accountable for your own choices. Right. You can choose to stay in bed all day and miss your kid's recital, right? You can choose to do that. You can choose to say, oh, I have a headache. I just can't do it. Well... You must be able to do it. You can't say, I can't do it. I must be able to because you probably have before. You know, you must be able to because other people are able to, to still function and not lay in bed all day. Right? Mm -hmm. They're able to get up and manage themselves and say, okay, I have a migraine. What do I do to get rid of a migraine? Am I on prescription medication? Or like me, do I smoke pot? Yes, I do. So I have a migraine coming on, I smoke some pot, and I get to moving. And if I can't, then I admit defeat, <laughs> right? And then I'll say, okay, I'll limit this to an hour and a half, see if I can get rid of the migraine, and if not, then I go to step two, right? How do you know when you're living the extreme? How, how am I going to know if I'm self-sabotaging again by manifesting ailments? How will I know that? Um, I don't know how you'll know it. I know how I know it. Like, um, if I if I throw my diet out of balance because I'm eating too much meat, I have problems with my stomach. My stomach lets me know quick, fast, and in a hurry that if I don't stop it, I'm going to be yakking in the middle of the night. Yeah, and that's really unattractive. I'm just going to put that out there, you know, because I had the same issue. Because I would eat like shit and then go to bed and wake up in the middle of the night throwing up. Yeah, it's so sexy. Nothing will rekindle a marriage like vomit in in midnight hours, right? Oh yeah. It's, as long as there's there's no salmonella involved. And I'm just totally. Uh, I have to tell people you are the loudest puker on earth. It's my soul coming it out is, too. It is so ungodly, like an unnatural. It's it's almost like. I, I don't know. It's it's my soul coming out. 
It really is. I've never heard anything. Oh, I have heard something like it. It is like that dog toy that we used to have. It's like, it's this, it was a really squishy pig-like thing, and you squeeze in, it made like the longest, loudest, most annoying, um, I guess, oink. And it almost sounds like that. It sounds like you're stepping on a pig. Right. It really does. It's like, it's an amazing sound. And I, if we could bottle that sound, I'm pretty sure that we could like sell it. At Spencer's? Oh, totally at Spencer's <laughs> because that can, it could clear a room. Put it next to the old fart spray. <laughs> I can tell you as soon as I hear it exactly what it is. And I'm like, oh God. Cigarette loads. And now, because we had salmonella together, now every single time I hear you puke, I check myself. Like... Hearing you throw up makes me go, oh, my God, am I next? I really wanted to die. <laughs> well, um, I did, too. And you know what? I still had to go and get us medication, and I still had to go and do all this stuff while you were laid out on the couch. Yeah. And that's sort of what we're talking about is what is the extreme? Because well, in that I'm moment, I was, I was throwing up every 15 minutes on the clock. Uh, yeah, and and so was I while I was driving, just for the record. I you and we I were somebody, equally they, sick. Somebody brought us some like some like Sprite or something. Yeah, up. that was day two. That was day two when I finally had to call in reinforcements because you weren't going, and I absolutely couldn't do it again. So yeah, that's that kind of thinking. You know, it's like either you can or can't. Well, because you couldn't do it, I wasn't gonna die, right? So I got off my ass and did it. Yes, I was stopping and puking out of the car. But I got it done, didn't I? Did you puke at the store? Um, I puked everywhere I was to the point where I was just holding a bag and trying not to crap myself at the same time. It was pretty miserable, actually, now that you mention it. But nonetheless, I got it done, got back with it. We had the Imodium AD, right? And we also had the, uh, the, uh, uh, the whole motion sickness, Dramamine. Yeah. Dramamine and Imodium and 7-Up. How did we get on and, this? Let's talk about something hey, else. Hey, because this is relative. So we had all these things in place because we couldn't do one or the other. So yeah, what is what is the separation? Well, that was an extreme moment. Right, and that's what I'm trying to talk about is how do you know when you're having unhelpful binary thinking or when you're having critical thinking, um, you know, decisions, the strategies that you have to go through. You you have to be aware of what you're what you're thinking and what you're saying. So you have to know your triggers, but you have to know also what you're going for, don't you? Mm -hmm. So if you say, I'm going for healthy, that looks like not having salmonella. Right. And that's what that kick in my ass was. You couldn't go get anything to help, and I could, right? So I did. That's the thrive mentality. Actually, that was survival. Um, me saying that we needed to go get something and me making a phone call saying, what do we need? That was survival. But the thrive was I got up and went and got it. Whereas we could have just known and done nothing about it. That's sort of where I am with this diet thing is I know what I need to change. I, I'm just not willing to do it. Mm -hmm. So how do you motivate yourself when you're having the unhelpful thinking? 
Um, yesterday, as a matter of fact, um, since we're on the topic of diet, um, I avoided eating all meat except the fish that I had. Uh, Why? Because, um, like the previous couple of days, I've been kind of junking it up, you know, bacon and ham and and um, I don't think, fried foods, everything. Just... I don't think meat is necessarily unhealthy. I mean, I don't know if you realize that. For me, it's not a good choice. But it doesn't mean for you it's not. And clearly, you become underweight when you don't eat meat. Right. But if I eat too much of it, my stomach starts getting crappy. And right. so I got got it back under control. And now I'm eating smaller portions and my stomach doesn't hurt anymore. Right. Yeah. Well, that's always a good thing. But I don't know how much junk you're going to get in your trunk doing, you know, the healthy way. <laughs> that's what I was going to find. Like, the I, I healthy gotta, way. I need to eat a lot of carbs. Pe peanut butter. More carbs. Fuck peanut butter. No, peanut butter is supposed to be really good. Whatever. You need to eat carbs. You know what? Get you some big fat yeast rolls and slather it in coconut oil. Like big hunks of it. Yeah, but it's got to be, you know, coconut oil doesn't taste very good. I don't care. Well, if I'm, I'm going to eat it, I'm, I'm, talking I'm going to Flavortown. I'm not just, you know. Flavortown. You're in Flavortown. <laughs> oh, speaking of Flavortown, little Oliver was going to Flavortown right. yesterday. <laughs> speaking of peanut butter, too, he made a peanut butter jelly and honey sandwich. Yep. And Flavortown, yep. he arrived. I he was, is now the mayor. I went into the dining room, and he's like, this is so good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he's so my boy. He really is. Um, he wants to be on the podcast. So I am going to um, pause for a second, and we're going to grab him and let him tell his Flavortown story. Oh, right. Okay? This is going to be awesome. Now, remember, we were talking about binary, right? And we're talking about right or wrong. And this kid has no binary thoughts in his mind. That's why he made a peanut butter jelly and honey sandwich. Because why not all that three? <laughs> kid likes diverse options. And you know, our family, we really we have a lot of diversity in this one house. Yeah. You know, and we're a monsters household. <laughs> yeah, and Carol Carol moving here is gonna add eight. So I think eight is enough, right? Really <laughs> you is. see what I did there? Eight is enough, right? Okay, so I'm gonna pause, get Oliver. Okay. Is he coming? Yeah, I will. How about I move over here? Okay. And then he takes a seat right yep. there. Okay, Olive Love, sit in the tall chair. Oops, okay. that one. That's the hot seat. That is the hot seat. Okay, so Oliver, welcome to Positively Entertaining Conversations. You are our sometimes curious guest, and you can't say the name I just said. What's another name we call you besides Oliver? Oviler. Oviler. Where did that name come from? I don't know. You're screwed up. You don't know? You don't remember the story of where Oviler came from? No. Because Lucas couldn't say Oliver. Oh. So he called you Oviler. That's the same reason why Bubby's called Bubby. Yeah, because Alex couldn't say Quentin. <laughs> or Bubba. Or Bubba. <laughs> so for some reason she called him Bubby. So we were just talking about binary. And having options and you made a pretty awesome discovery yesterday when you made a sandwich what sandwich did you make yesterday I made a peanut butter and honey sandwich yes. oh jelly yeah don't forget the jelly okay so I want you to tell me first what kind of jelly was it it was 
I think it was just reserves. Preserves? Preserves. What kind? I don't know. You got it. What um, kind? Apricot? I don't know. It looked like grape. It looked like grape? Yeah. Grape preserves or something. I don't know. It might have been blackberry. There you Maybe. go. Blackberry Raspberry. preserves. Okay. So you had jelly and you had honey and you had peanut butter. Yeah. What made you put them all three together? And you got to talk loud. You got to um, talk into the mic right here. Uh, what made you put them all together? I just, I was just thinking, like, all, all the time I had a peanut butter honey sandwich, so I just thought of putting jelly in as well. So whenever you had that thought, did you get excited? Kind of, I guess. So tell me what it felt like. You said kind of. Tell me what that excitement felt like. Um. You were standing in the kitchen and you're like, I'm going to make a peanut butter and honey sandwich. And then jelly. you thought, then you thought, oh, I could put jelly on it too, right? Mm-hmm. So when you thought that, did you hurry? Did you smile? Did you hurry and get some bread and get the stuff out? No, I just didn't like nor like a normal taste. Okay. So once you had the first bite and you saw how good it tasted, then what did you do? Um did you get excited then? Kinda, yeah. So tell me about that excitement. What um, what made it exciting? Right the the taste. So you went to Flavortown? Yes. Yes, you did. So would you highly recommend a peanut butter and preserve and honey sandwich? Mm -hmm. You would? On what kind of bread? Oh, that's more options. White bread. White bread. Yuck. But I like wheat bread. Is that I, okay? I think it was wheat bread or white bread. I don't remember. So would it be okay if I put it on wheat bread? Yeah. Do you think it would be as good? I guess. You guess? The bread kind of tastes the same. Yeah, there's no right or wrong way to eat bread or eat a sandwich, is there? Because no. it all depends on what you like, doesn't it? Unless if you eat it like through. You could still eat it that way. It'd just be silly, wouldn't it? It would just be messy as well. Or it would be messy. Hey, Oliver. Hmm. I must ask you a question. <laughs> Do you want to hear the question? It, it doesn't stick. Hey, you want to hear the question? Yeah, sure. What have you done yesterday or today to impress the world? That means how have you made an impression on someone, either today or yesterday? I really make an impression. You don't think that you do? No. I can tell you that being on the podcast right now, you're making an impression on people. What yeah. kind of impression do you think that you make? I don't know. Well, think about it. What kind of impression do you think you make? Um. If you were a drone looking down on you playing with your friends how what impression are you making on your friends how do you act 
Are you kind? Yeah. So do you impress them with kindness? Uh, yeah. Yeah, what else? Um, sometimes, well, sometimes I usually take things seriously. Okay, so you think that you're serious? Yeah. Okay, so you impress seriousness. Mm-hmm. I think that you're silly. And so I think that when people see you, they think that you're adorable and silly. Do you know why I think that? Why? Because I see you from an adult view, and you see yourself from a kid view, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why. Thank you for sharing all that. Do you want to share anything else with them? Do you want to impress something upon them? Oh no. Tell a joke. Um Um what do you what do you call a duck that breaks into people's houses? A duck? A a robber ducky. A Get a it? robber ducky. It's a rubber. I got it. And 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 where and where did the ducky go to get um, when he got sick, to the doctor. The doctor. You're silly. I like those jokes. Thank you for sharing those. I have a joke. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Why are fire engines red? You know, because they're made of fire. What? <laughs> I don't know. Two plus two is four. Four times three is twelve. 12 inches in a ruler. A famous ruler was Queen Elizabeth. The Queen Elizabeth sailed the ocean. The ocean has fish in it. Fish have fins. Fins fought the Russians. Russians are red. Fire engines are red because they're always a Russian. I, how was I supposed to guess that? <laughs> Tell everybody thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're to make progress in your life. The help is here. Reach out to sghathways.com for further information.